It's crazy. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this series as much as I have. I think it's been a lot of fun watching these clips um, with you all, just kind of reliving the memories of, uh, of some of these movies, some of these movies that we've grown up, you know, and, uh, and the emotions that a lot of these movies can conjure up as well. Uh, week one, we saw a clip from the movie Elf, and we spoke about identity, right? Buddy, the elf was confused about his identity. Was he an elf? Was he really a human? And he went on a journey to discover his true identity. And we spoke about the temptation that we face uh, all the time to find our identity in things or people or circumstances. Uh, but we were challenged to ultimately not find our identity in all that stuff, but to find our identity in Christ. We saw a clip week two from the movie The Grinch, and we learned why The Grinch was so grumpy. And while Christmas is a happy time for many, we talked about that for others it's not so much. And what we try to do is we attempted to answer the question, how do we keep the joy this Christmas? We learned that joy isn't circumstantial, but that it comes from the God of hope. And we can have joy regardless of our circumstances through the Holy Spirit's power. Last week we saw a clip from the movie Home Alone, and we spoke about the importance of family. We mentioned that through Jesus' sacrifice, He's made us all one family, and that God has given, the gift, given us the gift of one another. It's a gift. And that gift of each other, we can extend love, we can extend grace, we can extend forgiveness to one another, and we can encourage each other to grow in love and good works. Today, we're looking at taking a look at this movie, The Polar Express, and it's all about a young boy uh, who has lost all faith. He's lost all faith in the big guy in red that we all know and love, uh, Santa Claus himself. And in this movie, he's taken on a journey aboard the Polar Express. And the purpose of this journey is to help him rediscover his faith so that he could find faith in Santa all over again. Now here's what I was reminded of as I rewatched uh, the trailer and some of the clips from this movie on YouTube and stuff. And I was kind of uh, preparing for this message. By the way, how weird is that? I'm preparing for a message and I'm watching uh, YouTube clips of this movie online. But as I was watching these clips, I was reminded of something. And that is this, that everyone in this room is on a faith journey. Everybody in this room is on a faith journey. Now, we're all in different parts of that journey, but we're all on a journey nonetheless. If you're taking notes, I wanted to share three possible places that you might be on this faith journey this morning. And it's on the screen. The first one is this. Some of you are in here, and on your faith journey, you're doubting. You're doubting. Perhaps you're here today, and you have serious doubts about your faith. You're kind of like the kid on the Polar Express. You're not even sure, you know, about what this is, what this even is. You're not even, you don't even know if there is a God. You have more questions than answers. And you're cynical about religion. And by the way, if this is you, let me just say that I'm so glad you're here. I know it takes a lot of courage to step foot into a church. And maybe somebody begged you, dragged you, or paid you, you know, to get you to come to church. Uh, but I hope that you found Swerve to be a welcoming uh, place and a loving place to make you feel right at home. Uh, some of us, were on the journey, we're doubting. Others of you are on the journey. The next one is this. We're seeking. Maybe you're here today and you identify more as someone who's seeking. You don't need convincing that there is a God, but you're struggling to balance what it means to follow God and how it impacts your everyday life. Maybe you have questions about the Bible or you struggle to understand it. Or you have trouble committing to becoming a follower of Christ because you have a lot of questions or you've been hurt by the church. Right? Maybe you're skeptical of many hypocritical Christians that you've come across. 
And I said, maybe you're doubting. Maybe you're seeking. Others of us are this. This is the third option. Maybe you're maturing. You're maturing. And this is when you've acknowledged your sin. You've made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. You've committed your life to Him. And this means that you've made Jesus a priority in your life. You read the Bible regularly, you're plugged into a church, and you're using your gifts to serve the church and to love and serve your neighbors, your family, and your friends. It doesn't mean you're perfect or you have all the answers. It doesn't mean that you don't have questions or that you don't wrestle with your faith time to time. But you realize that you absolutely need Jesus, and you would rather have him with your questions than without. And so for the rest of our time, I'd like to help us answer a question that might be helpful for you if you find yourself in one of the first two categories. If you're here today and you're doubting or you're seeking, I think today's uh, answer to this question will help you. But if you're maturing, if you're in the third category, then this will help you uh, to be able to share with your doubting or seeking friends. You'll be able to share this truth. And here's the question. Are you guys ready? Here's the question that we want to answer today, and it's this. How do I find faith? How do I find faith? If you're like the young boy in the Polar Express struggling to find faith, how do you find that faith? When you know who Jesus is and you know who God is, how do you put your faith in Him? What does that look like? That's the question that we want to answer today. And so if you guys would take out your message notes, there's a couple of fill-in-the-blanks there for you to follow along. Click those pens and you can jot this in. Here's number one in your notes. Let's jump right into it. Is this number one, Christmas is all about Jesus. Christmas is all about Jesus. I know that's not what the commercials want you to believe. I don't know that's not what the advertisements want you to believe. I know that's not what the programs, the TVs, and the movies want you to believe. But this is the truth. Christmas is all about Jesus. Look at what Luke chapter 2, verse 10 and 11 says. We've read this verse actually a couple times throughout the series, but it's Christmas time, right? Might as well. It says this, but the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you what? Say it out loud. Good news of what? Of great joy that will be for all people today in the city of David. A Savior was born for you who is Messiah, the Lord. Who is it talking about? It's talking about Jesus. And Christmas is all about Jesus. And it can be so easy to lose sight of what Christmas is all about. After all, there's so many distractions and things that are warring for our attention during this time of year. There's so many distractions from the advertisements, from the billboards, right, to the dinners and the parties, to the gift shopping. There are so many distractions that are blocking out the main thing. And by the way, these aren't necessarily bad things. It's great to be generous and give gifts. It's amazing to, re to receive gifts, of course, and who doesn't love a good dinner party? Getting together with family and friends to eat and enjoy each other's company, that's amazing. But we can become so very distracted that we lose sight of why we actually celebrate Christmas. And that is that today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you who is the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Christmas is all about Jesus. It's all about that time that love came down. It's all about the time where God demonstrated his immense love for you and for me. That he would allow Christ to leave his throne in heaven to lay in a manger. It's all about the time that God fulfilled prophecy after prophecy in the person and work of Jesus Christ. That Jesus would be born of the Virgin Mary. That he would grow up to be a man free from sin and become the perfect sacrifice and atonement for our sin. Here's the question I want you guys to ponder this morning. And that is this. Have you forgotten that? 
Have you forgotten this? Have you been distracted by the trees? Have you been distracted by the lights or the parties and the gift shopping that you forgot that Christmas is all about Jesus? And if you're here today and you're doubting or you're seeking, there's no escaping this fact that Christmas is all about Jesus. And what a great time of the year to be reminded about this fact. And the next thing you need to know about finding faith, number two in your notes is this, and that is that God's heart is for all to come to repentance. God's heart is for all to come to repentance. Guys, God's desire is for everyone to repent and for everyone to put their faith in Jesus and for our relationship to God to be restored. God's heart and His desire is for us to spend all eternity with Him. That's what He wants. Now, how different is this of a picture of God that may, than maybe that was painted by some street preacher that you heard one time or your college professor, what he said in class, or, or something that you misunderstood? How different is this? God's heart is not that everyone would burn in a lake of fire. Look at what it says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. It says, The Lord does not delay His promise, as some understand delay, but is patient with you. Read the last part of this verse with me. Ready? Go. Not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. This is God's heart. This is God's desire. God's heart is not for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Why is this? It's because of one word, and that is love. It's out of God's great love for you and me that His heart is that no one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. Repentance means that we would have a change of heart, that we would acknowledge our sin and brokenness, and that we would acknowledge our inability to do anything about our sin. It means that we surrender over to God's provision in Christ, and that we trust Him to do what we can't. And in our journey to find faith, we need to realize that God isn't playing a spiritual hide-and-seek. He's not playing a celestial hide-and-seek. His heart is for you to know Him because He knows you, and He loves you, and He desires for you to come to repentance. Here's the third thing in your notes, and I'm going to invite Wes to come up here. He's going to help us explain uh, number three. The next thing you need to know about finding faith uh, this Christmas is number three in your notes, that faith comes by hearing the good news. Yeah, so so let's look back at the birth of Christ again. I mean, we, talk, we talked about this story in the in the verse this morning from Luke chapter 2, but the shepherds are often forgotten about in that story. We think about the wise men and the gifts they brought, but we forget about the shepherds. Um, the shepherds were on their hill outside of Bethlehem. They were minding their own business. They are acting like the teenage boys we all, we all know and love, um, just goofing off. But then all of a sudden, the sky opens up. It gets super bright, and then all of a sudden, a voice comes to them. And what does it say? We talked about it. Uh, there, I'll bring to you good news of great joy for all people. This is often where we end this story. We think, wow, that's so cool. It wasn't the end for the end of the story for the shepherds, though. Uh, the shepherds left the man, they left, and they went straight to the manger. They went running because the angel told them where to go. Um, but then after that, they went, they met Jesus, and they were so happy they left, and they they ran and they were glorifying and they praised God for for what they had seen. Um, they did this because they had heard the good news, and because of that, they had faith. Faith was produced in their hearts. Uh, faith can be really hard sometimes, though, right? I mean. Um, the sky doesn't really open up anymore. Um, that doesn't happen very often. Angels don't start to speak to people. Um, but if, if that happened, man, that'd be really easy to believe. Uh, but you see, faith still happens. Um, the church in Rome struggled with this as well. 
Uh, but Paul gave them a really great reminder um, just to k- kind of keep faith at the front of their heart. Um, Romans 10, 17 is in your, in your notes. You'll read that with me. Uh, so faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the message about Christ. So we see here that no matter where we are in our life, we must start by listening to the truth of the gospel. Um, how many people in here woke up one day and suddenly it all made sense? It all clicked. Nobody does. Um, there, you have to have a background of this. Um, faith only comes by hearing the good news, and by in through that you desire to learn more about God daily. Uh, so that said, we have another responsibility. After we hear that good news, we should be like those shepherds, and we should we should take that good news to others. What does that look like? Um, you might say, I'm not a pastor. I can't do that. I don't understand. The truth is you don't have to be that. You just have to have had your life transformed by the truth of the gospel. Uh, there's many ways to show those around us in our lives that we've been transformed um, in our jobs, while we shop, while we sit on the train. Whatever we do, the love of Christ should overflow from our heart. That should be visible in us, and people should see that we're different. People should want to know why we have this gift, and they want to learn that from us. Um, so answer these questions in your head really quick. Uh, first, have you heard and responded to the good news before? And then if you have, you have a responsibility as well. You have a responsibility to share that good news with others. Are you actively seeking out ways to share your faith um, with your friends, neighbors, family, etc.? Because faith comes by hearing, we must communicate the gospel to those. Um, Again, in Paul's book to the Romans, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because the power of salvation lives in all those who believe. Um, So let that be your banner as well. Live unashamed in your life. Everything you do, um, let Christ's love overflow from you and share, share your love with those around you so you draw people around you closer to Christ. Um, but also, now let's look at the second. So we, we saw the second question, but let's look back to the first question that I asked. Um, what if you don't know what the good news is or you've never accepted that? Um, we're going to look at point four in your notes. So go ahead and fill this out with me. Uh, believe with your heart and confess with your mouth. And through this is how we get to the answer to that first question. Number four, believe with your heart and confess with your mouth. How do I find faith? How do I find faith? You hear the gospel being preached. You hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And then you respond. Well, how do you respond? You believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth. Look at what Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says. Would you guys read this out loud with me with real a Christmas of vigor? Like you're ready to, you know, tear into that ham this week. All right, you guys ready? Ready, go. If you confess with your mouth... Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The final thing you need to know about finding faith in Jesus this Christmas is how do we receive this gift of God's grace? And this is probably the most important question that we can answer today. You've heard the good news that though we are sinners, God made a way for us to be reconciled to him. And it has nothing to do with you or or my ability to save ourselves. It has everything to do with the provision that God has made for us in Jesus. And this is the most amazing thing about Christianity. And actually the amazing thing about God. Guys, every other world religion is about man's attempt to try to reach out to God. Whether that is by good works, or whether that is by being a good person, or whether that is by living a perfect life, which, by the way, is impossible to do. You cannot do it. Or maybe I can reach God through penance, or maybe I can reach God through confessing to a priest, or confessing to a spiritual authority, and on and on it goes. Every other world religion teaches that. Every other major world religion teaches that God is angry at you. He's upset at you and He hates you. And because he's angry at you, you have to repay for everything that you have done. You must do everything in your might in order to appease his anger. 
But only in Christianity do we learn about a God who is madly in love with his creation and that he makes a way for us to be reconciled to him. Here's what God did for you. He sent Jesus to live the life that you could not live and die the death that you deserve. He was hung on a cross where he was severely tortured and where he ultimately died. His innocent death was a sufficient sacrifice for our sins. He was laid in a tomb where by the power of the Holy Spirit he was raised from the dead so that in his life we too may have new life in him. And all you have to do in order to experience this most precious gift of God's grace is believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord. And today you have an opportunity to do just that. If you've never repented of your sin and, you, and put your faith in Jesus and confessed Him to be Lord, you have the opportunity to do so today. And what better time of the year than right now where we celebrate the birth of Jesus, the time that God made a provision for us so that we could be forgiven and welcomed into the family of God. How do you find faith? You hear the gospel and you respond to it. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you will experience salvation. Your faith will be in Him. Every, not every question will be answered. Not every doubt will be taken away, but your eternity will be made secure as you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised Him from the dead and put your faith in Him today. If you haven't done that, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that right now. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up here and they're going to lead us in this final song. And I'm going to invite us all to pray. But if this is you and you're making the decision to follow Jesus, you can do so right now in your seat. Do this very thing. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth Jesus Christ is Lord. And you can accept God's salvation and the provision that he's made for you in Christ Jesus. But we want to know. We want to celebrate with you as your church family. And the way you can let us know is by checking off on the back of that connection card. Let us know you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior today. And in a moment you'll have an opportunity to hand that in as the offering buckets go around in a little bit. But for the rest of us, I want, us to, challenge, I want to challenge us to consider this. Have we heard the gospel message? Faith comes by hearing. If you have heard the gospel message, church, listen to me, you have a responsibility to share that gospel message as well. Are you using your words? This Christmas, we're going to gather around dinner tables with friends and family, and not every family member, not every friend, not every neighbor knows Jesus. You can use this opportunity to not only celebrate and partake in dinner, you also have the opportunity to share your story, share your testimony, share the truth of the gospel with those around the dinner table. And if you're here today and you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus, here's your opportunity to do that. In a moment, I'm going to invite everybody to respond to the gospel message of Jesus Christ by partaking in communion. And as we drink the juice and as we eat the bread, we remember that it's representative of Christ's blood that was shed on the cross and his body that was broken on our behalf. Take this moment to repent of any sin and to confess any sin before Christ and take this time to reflect and to remember this is what Christmas is all about. It's all about Jesus. Would you guys pray with me? Lord, I realize that we are all in different places in our spiritual journey. But I pray for those who are doubting. I pray for those who are seeking. They would see, I pray God that they would see their sin and that they would see their need for forgiveness. God, help us realize that Christmas is all about the provision you made 
in Jesus so that we could experience forgiveness, so we can experience your love, so we can experience your mercy. God, I pray that you would help us find faith this Christmas, faith in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And as the worship team leads us in this final uh, song, I'll invite you guys to go ahead, stand up, and, and, and you can head to the back and, and take communion in the back and then head back to your seats, say a prayer. If you like, sing along to the words uh, if you want as well. Uh, however the Lord leads you, use this as an opportunity to worship Him, cry out to Him, repent of sin, and to remember our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this Christmas.